Julie Megan, welcome to your own show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I know I was a hard guest to get, so I appreciate you tracking me down. Right, in the interest of, actually though, seriously, in the interest of trying to continue the conversation outside the scope of the sort of tight interviews that you have with um, active professionals and instead kind of turning the microphone on you and thinking about or talking with you to get an idea of how you think about these various marketing issues. Um, and then sort of to kick back and forth the way we talk about these issues. And I think about them from a sales perspective. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I think that everybody can be or fall prey to is the silver bullet theory. Uh, the magical fairy dust, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> and it goes a little bit like this. It's kind of like, if I get this thing, then it's going to solve all my problems. Right. Mm. So in this particular instance, you know, you and I were talking uh, outside the scope of this whole thing. And you were mentioning um, someone coming to you to evaluate a sponsorship deal that they had that was somewhere around $20,000. And, uh, we were talking it through and I thought, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to sort of look behind the scenes and in a non-scripted, non-interview style, just a casual style, sort of take apart an issue that people have to wrestle with every day and that's sponsorships. But in the guise of the context of the silver bullet or magical fairy dust theory. And I think there's a lot of that out there that because it gets sold to people when people are looking at purchasing a sponsorship. I know from my end, I've been on ends where people have been selling me sponsorships and people have asked me to, on vis-a-vis -vis an organization, go to members and solicit purchase of sponsorship. So I have been asked to sell sponsorship and, or maybe not sell it, but, promote it gently promote it and encourage it shall we say <laughs> and and then i've also been on the other receiving end of the sales pitch as a, and i think just to put context around it you um are a business owner yeah. and as part of that we're also a salesperson so you're you're, you're a professional who's selling right. and a business owner and so when i was approached by a salesperson, or it wasn't really a salesperson, but you know, it's a person working for, say, an association, and they're saying, "Hey, if you get this sponsorship, you know, the gold level, <laughs> this is you're gonna." <laughs> now, if you get the silver level, well, this is it. You know, they forgot about the dirt level. Yeah, which don't is the forget level. platinum, baby. The dirt level is the really, one I wanted, really, yeah. which was the <laughs> basic. Bank. My budget allows for dirt. The budget, yeah, my budget allows for dirt, which is free over here. But there's the there's the dirt level, which is never available for some odd reason. And then there's all the other levels, which is like the standard. And then there's gold and then there's platinum. And it just, it keeps going. And when you get sold this stuff, you're kind of like, you're kind of like you, you create a vision in your head on the buyer's end. And we'll get to our example in a minute, but I'm just going to talk about it from my experience. You create a vision in your head and you're like, this is the silver bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I get my name up there. I get the company name up there. And then when I go there, people are going to be like, is that you? 
is that is that your company? Oh yeah, well that's my company, of course, and that's what we did, and that's what we are, and blah blah blah. And people are going to be like, ooh ah, ooh ah, and then you're thinking to yourself, it's going to be a great conversation starter, great conversation starter, and um, a great sort of conversation continuer, if you will, and that's going to lead to relationships, and relationships equal sales, and boom, paid for, and. I kind of constructed that all around uh, a basic lack of wanting to press the flesh and do what's necessary to augment your investment in the sponsorship. So what I'm saying is, as a buyer of those things, I looked at it more like the silver bullet thing. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to solve all my problems. And I still won't have to do all that legwork, the shoe leather. I still won't have to do all that because this is going to give me my entree. This is going to keep me continuing the conversation. This is going to do, this is going to do so much for me. And in reality, I was only kidding myself, right? Because sponsorship doesn't do that. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, I think you hit on an important point. When, when you're looking at sponsorships, there's really two components to it. And, and, and it does depend on the sponsorship but we'll use sponsoring an event as an example. There's the what's part of this sponsorship, and I'm going to talk more about that in a second. And then there's the people side of it. Like how are you going to bring the people from your organization to this event to complement your sponsorship? Because if they see your name up on the screen or um, you know, they saw your name in the email blast, well, now they need to see somebody the, and name, talk to them. Your name's on the place setting with the... With right, the or the napkins. <laughs> That's the best as they crumple it up and throw it. Right. Or blow their nose in it. But you know, I I guess broadly speaking, sponsorships. So there's the two parts. There's two parts. I mean, there's the, the benefits that you're going to get. Um, and then, uh, and, and when I say benefits, let me just take a a step back. Let's talk at a hundred thousand foot level because you, you can't even think about benefits before you ask yourself the big question of, well, how does this sponsorship help us further our growth efforts? Right. Really? Because that's what marketing and sales are about, right? I mean, we're here to help grow the business, whether that's bringing in new customers or clients or retaining existing. So when I... So um, just to take that apart, if you are looking from an analytical standpoint, if you are looking to leverage the sponsorship to uh, get bring new clients in, the theory is there are going to be people who work at companies who attend this event, whether it's virtual or in person, or in that instance, they're going to see your name and you're going to be able to start or spark a conversation. If you walk up to them cold, hi, how you doing? You know, my name's Joe and And I'm with, and I'm with so-and-so. I mean, it doesn't really, it's not a, a, it's not the silver bullet that just because you sponsor something, one of the attendees is going to talk to you. Want to talk to you. Want to approach you and want to say, "Hey, did you sponsor that event? Oh my goodness, if I see you. If only it na- were that easy. <laughs> I see your name up there, and I would love to do business with you. Can we talk in the morning about a contract? That's not going to happen. And then the other portion is the sort of brand recognition building, right? Building the the the, the memory in people's. Now that's more likely to happen. It can't because people are going to walk by the banner or the whatever, and they're going to see your name and they're going to go, eh, there we go. Solid choice. I made a solid choice. I'm with them. I made a solid choice. Or I've heard of them. And then, you know, they also are receiving emails from you or they're they're doing advertising. Yeah. yeah, They're bumping Mm -hmm. into your people elsewhere and they're connecting it all. So 
but that kind of goes back to in my, that case it does help it, it can help it can yeah. help bring your company it can build awareness for your company right and it doesn't take as much legwork as the first example because it, it depends on what you're thinking about using it for in the this example just reinforcing your existing marketing efforts we'll call it for lack of a better phrase it's fine you don't have to do a ton unless you want to do more but you're going to have people at the event to support it but it's not as extreme as the previous example which is if you're looking to get new customers vis-a-vis <laughs> -vis this sponsorship investment you're going to have to have a pretty intense plan no absolutely i mean i think that's the part that falls short oftentimes is we may decide that yes strategically this sponsorship makes sense it's it's in it's aligned um I know you're not a fan of that word, but it's yeah, no, I know <laughs> it's aligned no, no. with you know the the market that we're going after or the industry that we're trying to to right. reach. So I think you know that's part of the questioning that you start with is how is this sponsorship aligned with our strategy, either from a business perspective or maybe from a community perspective. I mean, as organizations, we we want to support the communities that we're in. So I think that factors. So by into, supporting, just so we're clear, by supporting the community you're building goodwill. And the theory is by building goodwill, people are going to remember you when it comes time, when they have a problem that your company can solve. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In essence, in essence that's, that's in the, essence. that's and, a and general. And you may have employees that are volunteering their time at some of these, we'll call them nonprofit organizations or on the philanthropic side of things. Right. So, so again, building goodwill. Yes. So I think there's the is it tied to your business strategy? Is it tied to some philanthropic efforts? Or is it tied, a sponsorship, to a customer or a vendor? Yeah. And I think the key here to remember is that, that you're building relationships vis-a-vis -vis the sponsorship. So the idea is that, like you're saying, they're volunteering or they're, they're engaged in a nonprofit, but they're also sponsoring it. You're building relationships. Well, we know we can count on you, Jack, because you every year your company has been sponsoring our keynote event or whatever it is. And we know we can count on you. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like there's sort of an unspoken, like, well, you've been counting on us for the last five years, yet you've never even entertained a conversation with us about my company helping you out. Can we can we do something here? Right? So sponsorships also take an element of patience. They and do. I think that that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about under the guise of the silver bullet and the fairy dust. Sponsorships are not a, <laughs> a direct hit. Definitely not a direct hit. You really have to think about what are we going to do to further this sponsorship? And this goes back to you supporting. So I didn't want to steal your thunder. You said you've got to have the support there. It's about your people. people you support. divide. You made it. You divided. Well, here into we'll two. use an example sure. with. Uh, let's say you're going to sponsor, and this this would be a sponsorship that's tied to your your business, your growth strategy. Right. So you're going to support a local chamber of commerce. Okay. And you've got. And let. But, look, the reason that you're doing that, let's be honest here. I mean, in part, you want to do good things, but no, you, you're doing it to, to grow your business. Okay. So you're doing it to grow your business. Okay. In order, I just want to be clear here because we skip over a lot of things, especially when we're talking with experienced people. The idea, the theory is that there are going to be people in the chamber who are business owners that could be potential customers that could be potential customers. And they're going to see your name 
prominently displayed at some significant or on their website or, or, what, you know, regardless. Yeah, something significant where these people cross paths. They, they, right. they go through the train station or the bus station of the Chamber of Commerce once a week, once a yeah, month. Yeah, through their website mm-hmm. or through. And they see that and they'll see, oh, I, that's a name I recognize. And then the theory goes, oh, I get the name now. Oh, and I have met Mary at. Right local chamber events right or i saw her speak yeah at the last monthly breakfast she meeting. seems knowledgeable right exactly so i mean that's where you're bringing, i.e i might want to use her or her company yeah starting with oh now i'm aware of her company they right. seem credible oh uh, you know when there's a, a need i'll keep them in mind but then that's mary's job to keep that connection going with this so the sponsorship person again, is not the silver bullet. No. It's not the magical fairy dust. It's, it, to me, it's partly a way to bring your brand into the market in a different way. It's just coming through a different channel. Right. You know, you're not sending emails or doing webcasts or holding events. You are going through a third party that can um, elevate your brand, give maybe give your brand a little bit more credibility, so, but it also can allow you to bring your brand to contacts people that you might not otherwise be able to get to. So let's say you sponsored an event. Um, is it good enough to just sponsor the event and to attend? Or is it really a matter of we're going to sponsor the event, we're going to attend and we're going to orchestrate a kind of a plan where we have a number of people and a, a number plan. of activities. So what would that look like? Well, if you were sponsoring an event, you would want to have, let's say you get, this is pretty common, you're going to sponsor their event, you get a table for 10, and you want to make sure that you've got some of your A players uh, attending the event. A player mean they're able to conduct a conversation. They're not afraid to start a conversation. They're not going to hang around the booze bar, and they're not going to be eating, and they're not going to be going to the bathroom the entire time. <laughs> yes, that's right. Is that and they're not going to be huddled talking together. And they're not going to stick with the same person right. for the for the next two and a half hours. Right. They're going to work the room. Exactly. Or at least your table. Right. Okay. And then you make some, you know, good decisions about, well, who should we fill this table with? We want to have three people from our company. We want to have a couple of clients. We want to have, we'll invite, you know, this key prospect. Um, and you also have to think about competitors. Are you really, you know, you got to be careful, right? Because you don't want to have, there's a mix. <laughs> and if it's like, oh, those guys manufacture and the same thing we do, oh, what I are mean, they doing here? Right. At the same yeah, t- <laughs> I think you're right. You want to be right. thoughtful of, okay, who are we inviting? But then you also have to consider like, well, if you're now you're inviting, like you're inviting existing clients and let's say another client gets invited and he sees that they're at your table <laughs> and they're like, wait a second, how come we didn't get invited to their oh, table? Yeah, I suppose there could be some of that, but, anyway. but- so there's a plan. So there's a plan for yeah. who you want to be attending right. from your side, right. who you want to be inviting in terms of clients or customers and prospects, and then how are you going to kind of work the room? You want to get the registration list in advance, review it, have some idea on who's going to try and connect with who. Now, this is the perfect world. Does this happen? 90, well, sometimes, this doesn't even happen probably 
25% of the time, but it's a great idea. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I have to tell you, I was a small business. I can tell you that getting that advanced registration list was really important because you're, you're, you, if you're in the business, you can scan the list. You can figure out people you want to possibly connect with your wish list, people you need to connect with, maybe they're customers or they're really close to being customers. And then there's people you want to avoid. <laughs> and then there's people, right? Totally. And there's, yeah. I mean, so now you're all over it, which, right. is, which is great. And I think that's part of the decision criteria uh, where marketing can have some influence in working with, you know, the decision makers within your company is like, okay, well, who are we going to work with inside here? Which business leader is going to really take the lead on this and champion it? And, it's, and if it's, we don't have somebody that's going to do that, then yeah. we really shouldn't be doing the sponsorship because right. it's not going to make sense. If we can't work it while we're there, and if we're not going to do follow-up with some of the contacts that we make there after the event, well, then it's not it's not worth doing that particular sponsorship. And this is where, and we'll talk about this in the future in other conversations, but marketing and sales having a more of a simpatico relationship and oh, not just yeah, right. not just going off the reservation because working together talking it through yeah because the thing is marketing's working at these initiatives where they're getting the word out in various ways and various programs and various whatevers whatever whatever you have and sales you know you've been targeting certain lists of people so then if there's at all possible a way to target the people that have received the most recent communications those people should be a top priority for your people that are attending the event or being part of the sponsorship. They're going to connect with people. Those people that you've been recently communicating with should be the top priority because they're mess. You, they're the people that have received your messaging outside the sponsorship most recently. And because of that, if you include that messaging plus the sponsorship messaging, now we're talking. It's a much from a sales perspective. It's a much warmer type of reception when you talk with people because even if you don't know people, you know, let's say they're what we think about as like those level one, those level twos where they've received information but they haven't yet. They haven't really met. They haven't met you. They're not ready for you know the whole thing. It's still a mystery. Well, those people you want to start talking to right away because they've received the most recent communication, they're primed, and they, you've got the sponsorship now at the event. So from a sales perspective, you're walking up, and it's a lot less more of an obstacle to initiate a conversation because it, it, it becomes be. a name I, recognition thing. Like it's, hey, it's Claude from so-and-so. I think it's the name recognition part that you get the benefit of. You okay. know, I, I don't think people should walk away from our conversation today thinking that just because you do a sponsorship, it's the... You know, it's it. Half the time, I feel like unless you've got a real prominent sponsorship, right? They may not even see your logo. You right. know, so it's like again, the logo doesn't cut it. Right. But it's in combination, and really, it's the 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 visibility you get through the promotion that the organization is doing. You know, emails, advertising. Right. So we've signage, got this upcoming event, but it's and- your people. Yeah. It's, it's it's the two and then having a game plan with your people for the actual event. Right, which busts the whole theory of it's a silver bullet. Because there, it's, there it's are not no a silver, silver bullet. bullets. It's it not just complements other dose. marketing programs that you've got in place, which is why, you know, look, every company typically 
has to really watch their marketing dollars. And so on the sponsorship front, you need to do the same thing. And so in the spirit of watching the dollars, so you had a situation where they came to you and they said, hey, what do you think of this sponsorship? Obviously, this is anonymous or whatever, but they they said, what do you think of this sponsorship? And you took a look and what's one of the things that you sort of noticed or Well, the the sponsorship from a strategy perspective made sense. It was the, it was the right audience. It was us getting in front of companies that we were, had been trying to get in front of, uh, in a different way. Now we could, we had people on the business side that were going to really activate around it. And what I mean is they're going to be like at the event, reaching out and introducing themselves, doing the follow up, And so that all felt great. Uh, in this particular case, marketing was brought in towards the very end. And that was my only um, and because criticism that, of the process was that it would be much better to have us brought in earlier because we're not going to commit. We can't commit to, you know, large um, dollars without having really vet it through. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we get the contract. The contract doesn't reflect what the sponsorship had been described as and so now marketing's involved and we just have to slow down the process a little bit slow it down and make sure you know we're talking to the publication and we can understand what is involved what we what benefits we really get and marketing we're going to look at a little bit differently than the business might and we also have the benefit of having done lots of other sponsorships so we could say oh yeah you know what let me think about that when we did the sponsorship with the chamber or the banking association they had a cool benefit um, let me let me pull that up and throw that out to this publication and see if you know we can negotiate that into the sponsorship package. So there are some real benefits. Uh, I chuckle. So in some ways, you got to be the parent. The kids walked into the car dealership and is like, "Mom, you got to understand, this is the best car ever. This is <laughs> this is right. this is going to be awesome. This is no, he's giving me a real deal, and he said that we're going to get the car. And we I have can to get decide, the car. Mom. Yeah. Th- he's got a hot one on the, on the line, Mom. If we don't make this decision like right now, right. he's going to sell it to somebody else. Right. We're going to lose it, and it's gonna, that's going to be it. And the car, I could take the car. I could deliver the car this afternoon. I could get it, and I could be driving. And you know, that would save everybody a lot of time. So and a Mom lot of, comes uh, in and is like, "Honey, hold on, hold." hold and the hold sales on. guys like. Oh no! Oh yeah, I, uh, and in oh, this case too, the sales man. rep was very nice, but was like, "What? I thought this was done. I thought we were signing." And I'm like, right. "We're not saying no. We just want to understand it. That's all." Right. So, um, <laughs> he's probably like, "Unbelievable! Now I got to deal with this." You know, they're smart. And about look, it, I think right? that's the reality of business. You know, yeah. I, look, it would be great to it, to have. Ideally, you want to have marketing involved in these conversations or really leading the conversations, but it's not always going to work like that. But I think we all bring different perspectives. Marketing is going to have a different perspective. People in the business are going to have a different perspective. And if we're talking and working together, I think we're going to get to a better place. Yeah. And and, and, And then the other thing is, is that there's times and, you know, you obviously don't have to give away any the farm here, but there's times when you basically advise against it. And you say, you know what? It's it's not well, the right. Well, my question is, how does this help us further our our growth efforts? Right. You know, sometimes we'll get a request for a sponsorship, and it's not even get a, getting us in front of the right audience, or maybe the right audience is only a small percentage of the audience. Yeah. And so, in that case, I'm like, well, we could we could get in front of the, that ten percent in a different way. It's almost like you're doing some sort of economic equation here. There because, is an economic equation. Oh, 
Interesting. Well, so, I, I mean, mean, you're obviously sitting here saying we're paying X number of dollars for this. Yeah. Is there a way? Could we spend, you know, 20000 or 10000 and get in front of these people in a different way, in an easier way, in a more effective way? And so those are the questions that'll go through my mind. And then, you know, when you've got sponsorships that come up that were not in the budget, and this is just the reality, it happens every, all, uh, all the time. Of course, you're going to have yeah. requests that come up throughout the year because the world is dynamic. I know from being a business owner, you'll get the call or the email out of the blue, which is like, hey, uh, we are the largest premier organization in the country. I know who you are. And there's an opportunity right now. We just had one of the major sponsors break, <laughs> right, ba- back out. out yeah. They just bowed out. And what we've done, though, is we realize that those are expensive sponsorship opportunities. So what we've done is we've created a special variation of that, which is really a bargain. We've never done this before. It's going to be <laughs> unlike anything you've ever seen. And you're like, really? What is it? And they're like, well, you're going to get your name here and your name is here. You're going to be announced here and it's going to happen at this time and this time and this time. Plus as a benefit, it's almost like the, it's almost like those 2 a.m. commercials, you know, but it won't stop there. Right, 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 right. We're going to give you, you know, and you're like, and you're listening to this and you're like, you've got again, the silver bullet in your head. You're like, God, I'm besieged with all this stuff. I got all this work to do and all this other stuff. Boy, if that could lead to one sale, I, ugh, that would be tremendous. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've, you've got this silver bullet syndrome in your head mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this could be the answer. And he's not gonna, and then they drop the, then they drop it. They go, listen, all it takes is one sale. Oh, that's right. My favorite, <laughs> which, okay, is true. But the reality that you're going to get that one sale <laughs> I mean, I hate to be a naysayer. You know, I think the other thing to do when you're looking uh, at assessing sponsorships is to really look at the strengths within your organization um, in terms of like what you uh, are good at from a marketing perspective. Do you have a lot of um, thought leadership, articles, white papers, things that um, you could negotiate into a contract to get distributed to their members or, you know, in a newsletter or, you know, advertising tell or you what that- so it goes something like this i'll tell you what i'll sign on for the 20k sponsorship in this event but i would like to be featured in your quarterly newsletter or i'd like to be featured on your website i'd like to have my articles uploaded to right. your website and i'd like to be a sort of a featured uh contributor yeah. or whatever something like along those lines so right so if you've got that yeah. that talent or you know a capability that's one thing to think at maybe your people are good at um, speaking. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, I can think of one professional I worked with who said, I don't even want to consider a sponsorship unless I'm holding a mic, a microphone. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they want to be on the podium in front of the room and, you know, not so in every, order to sell that high level sponsorship, the organization might they, jump through a few be, hoops. Well, that's got to be part of it that when we, you know, structure the sponsorship, we've got our people presenting, introducing, speaking, moderating, right. you know, moderating panels. So you put a face with the name. Which is one of the best ways to do it. But it, again, it kind of goes back to your organization and the strengths that you have within your organization. Some some don't have folks that you'd want to put <laughs> in front of a crowd, <laughs> even though I'm not sure how you're growing if you don't have some of that capability. Uh, so, I mean, there's just different things that you have to kind of think about. I would say that when you get 
the outline of the sponsorship. Don't look be afraid. You, look before you leave. Right. And don't be afraid to question it and say, you know what? You could propose ideas. Right. Um, and don't be afraid to say, listen, we need some time to mull it over. And if oh, they say definitely. to you, and if they say to you, okay, but there's three other people that are also looking at this, just want to warn you. You know what? You just tell them, look, we <laughs> okay. are very interested, but yeah. we, you know, we need to talk it over internally. Every organization gets that. Yeah. So, um, I think it's, it's really important to reflect back on that because so many times it's, I'll speak from my experience so many times you know, you are looking for easier paths to start conversations, easier paths to develop relationships, easier paths to get that much closer to a contract or the sale or whatever. And the ultimate fact is that it's not really an easy path. No, it's just a different path. And yeah. I guess that's another... This will help you along the path. A sponsorship can help you along the path like it's almost like the water bottle in your long walk. <laughs> It'll help you right, refuel right, right, you, right. but it's not going to make you do the walk. You still have, you to, still do have walk. to do the walk. You still have to do the walk. So I think the other question to ask the person who's bringing the sponsorship to you. So let's say you're a marketer and somebody, a professional within your organization is bringing it to you. At some point, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You got to say, well, what are we going to give up? Right. In our marketing plan or budget right. this year in order to make room for this. And here's the answer. It's usually you get nothing. Well, <laughs> and, and, you're like, and if that's the case, then I'd say, well, I guess, you know, the sponsorship isn't that important. Or um, you just have to help think through it. And quite honestly, with sponsorships, and I'm sure any marketer who's listening right now uh, that has has been doing this a little bit knows that they are probably plowing money into what I'll fondly call the winky dink sponsorship. So it's the small yeah. 200, 500, you know, dollar sponsorship. But they all add up. They all add up. Yeah. And so one strategy is to just take a close look at all of the small sponsorships. The sponsorship shot. It doesn't um, mean those organizations yeah. aren't important. So, right. but you have to really, you have, you, because there's limited dollars, you need to take a look at them and say, well, you know what? If we stopped doing these 10 right. small sponsorships that really aren't benefiting us, right. we could take that money and put it into this bigger one with yeah. a better organization, gives us more visibility. And and some of those sponsorships were probably, you know, you got to be careful. You got to pick through each one. Some of them were just, they were easies. They were, people were like, yeah, I'll give you 200 bucks for that. I'll give you 500 bucks for that. No big deal as a business. But then you also have to look at, and those you could probably cut, but there's also instances where you have ongoing relationships with people. I mean, I remember you telling me, uh, relating a story, I think it was a local baseball team or whatever it was, but it was a client, you know, or a, some somebody significant, a customer. And it was like that customer's kid is on the baseball team. And it's well, like, that goes back to the very beginning of our pulling, conversation. We're not pulling that. Well, right. So you have to, when the sponsorship request comes in, you really have to look at it through the lens of how does this help support our business growth? Um, us being, you know, good stewards of being a member of the business community. So philanthropic stuff, but then clients and vendors, you know, those requests are going to come in and that's a part, part tied to client retention. So you have to really ask where it's coming from because it'll help you know to know which path to go down in assessing it 
This is awesome. I'm really glad we talked about this because I think it sort of dispels some of the myth that exists out there about sponsorship. And it can help not just marketers, but I think it can help salespeople, but more importantly, business owners. Business owners, where, particularly you know, small business owners who yeah. are probably barraged with, with different sponsorships. And um, so I hope this was helpful just to hear some different perspectives. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on your own podcast. Hey, glad to be, glad to be a guest. Cool.